I'm Janet Ioli, and you're listening to Power Presence Academy, Practical Wisdom for Leaders. If you're looking for leadership mentoring, advice, or just a dose of inspiration, I've got you covered. Join me as I share leadership tips and lessons of experience from experts and from executives at the top of their game. This is your go-to place for all things leadership. It doesn't have to be lonely at the top. Let's go. Welcome to episode two of my amazing, amazing interview with Joseph Jaworski. I can't tell you how privileged I am to have Joseph on the show. And if you missed the first episode, I so encourage you to go back and listen to that one as well. After, I mean, it doesn't matter if you don't listen to them in order, but there is so much wisdom here that I am listening to them. Even though I did the interviews, I'm listening to them over and over again because I'm getting so many nuances from, from this man. He's one of the Jedi masters in leadership development and somebody we can learn a lot from just about the future of leadership and what type of leader we need to be to create the future rather than react to it. I will tell you, as I mentioned earlier, if you listen to the last episode, that Joseph has had a profound impact on me and the work I do today. It was his book that I read in the late 90s the book Synchronicity, The Inner Path to Leadership, that just shook me. It resonated so much with what I was learning about leadership, what I was discovering about myself. And I would say it was probably one of the top two or three books that shaped how I do my work today because I so resonated with what he was saying. And so Joseph Jaworski is the founder and chairman of Generon International and the Global Leadership Initiative. He was a member of the Board of Governors at the MIT Center for Organizational Learning, and he co-founded the Society for Organizational Learning, working with Peter Senge, who is another great in the field of leadership development and organizational learning. He is the author of several critically acclaimed books, Exploring Tapping into the Deeper Inner Essence, or Source, and Source is actually one of the the titles of one of his books, of generative leadership. And as I said earlier, if you are interested and you are serious about really being a better leader in the future and also a better human, stay tuned for this great conversation with Joseph Jaworski. Part two. Now, we keep talking about this, so I don't want to ignore it because I think this is like the crescendo of what we're talking about. In your work and just now, you keep talking about the importance of accessing this deeper inner wisdom, or or I call it the wise person inside, right? Or whatever you want to call it, right? uh, But it's this deeper source that you're talking about. So can you talk a little bit about this and what you're referring to and also how do people tap into this, this source that you're talking about, this inner wisdom? Right. 
So look, th- this is super important. This is this is really the crux of the matter. David Bohm that that day in London taught me, and this was the essence of what he was teaching me that day. He was saying that to become, because I was telling him about the American Leadership Forum, and I wanted to teach them not only about Waco, but how to be the best leaders in the world. He said, look, you have capacities within you that are phenomenal if you only knew how to release them. And I said, yes, but but tell me a little more. He said, the knowledge that you need to be an excellent leader lies in the implicate order. This is the place where new information lies. The universe is made up of energy and matter. This is traditional physics going back 100 years. But he said, soon, physics is going to recognize a third, if you create a triangle, energy and matter at the bottom and at the top would be information. Now, nobody said that in 1980 when, when he was telling me that. It's now mainstream physics. It's the whole basis for the quantum computer. So he said, knowledge resides in the universe. It's just how are you going to tap into that, Mr. Jaworski? And this is what you need to learn. And so that's the essence of what I want to mention to you in response to your question, which is there is a source of new knowledge that can help you create, discover solutions to intractable problems that you're facing personally or in the organization. And it's the place where Eureka moments come from where great science, I mean, Thomas Edison and, you know, Jonas Salk and all of, all of the great scientists have all talked about, just showed up these, you know, Eureka moments. And even athletes have talked about being in the zone. And I've, over t- almost 30 years, I've interviewed all of them and talked to them about this. So this, the word for this comes from a conversation I had with the Dean of Engineering at Princeton, and he was talking to me about all of this. And he said, Mr. Jaworski, there's there's about 12 names for this place where this information comes from. And he said, David Bohm, who he followed, called it the implicate order. Some scientists call it the field of active information, which is a little more sort of ordinary language, the field of active information. And he said there's 10 or 11 other names for it. Some people who follow Chinese practices call it the Tao, what the Buddhists call the Tao. And there are all these other names for it. He said, but I'm getting ready to write a paper on this. It's going to be published in one of our journals at Princeton. And he said, I'm just going to describe all of this. And then I'm going to say, just to simplify anything, I'm going to call it the source because it is the source of all new knowledge. And so that's where I began. I ended up writing a book called Source. Right, right. Yeah, and it sounds a little woo-woo, you know, in some sense, but it's based on strictly on accepted science. So when I talk to you about the source of new information, I'm talking about that. That's the implicate order or these other 11 names. And so the question is, how can a person create the conditions for what Dr. John, Robert John, was describing to me that day, where you can find yourself tapping into this source of of new knowledge? The first thing 
So we can model this uh, just as a way to, to picture it. You can model it on a U, and on the upper left-hand side of the U, the first big lesson one has to learn is to understand current reality completely. So we will write observe, observe, observe like three times <laughs> there. And just to make sure, because if you get that wrong, you're screwed anyway. So you've got to understand what it is you're dealing with in current reality. And I'm going to interrupt you there one, one second. Sure. That goes back sure. to what you said earlier about the beginner's mind. That's, you, you nailed it. that's what you're in order to understand current reality it's not what you think it is you've got to have the beginner's mind to observe it that's precisely correct yeah it's the three-year-old yeah it's the sense of wonder and sometimes that observing could be done in a week or whatever but like in the global scenarios for shell which we were looking at 30 40 years and they were going to spend billions of dollars Based on this set of scenarios, it took us two years to do the right observation. We flew all over the world, spending time in deep conversation with people everywhere from, you know, the top leaders to all the way down to the line leaders. So anyway, that's observing. The next thing you have to have is this understanding of the way the world works. And you have to have this inner conviction of what we're describing here. That is that the answer exists in the implicate. The answer is there waiting for you. And you have to know that it's there for you. You can't be a disbeliever. You've got to believe it completely. This is the way the universe is constructed. This this information has to be somewhere. It, It doesn't come from your brain. If it did, it would have manifested earlier. You know, the all the cognitive scientists say this comes from another place, and it enters your gut and your heart first. It doesn't show up in your brain until seven seconds later or longer. So you have to have this conviction. And then then you have to have the inner stillness that we're talking about and keep practicing it so you can listen to these signals. Because there's a formula to this. You surrender first. That That is the, the way we're talking about which is a conviction that you have beginner's mind, you surrender and let go. And so the formula is that you will get a signal from the implicate order, and you need to hear and feel that signal that goes back to this inner stillness so you can actually receive it. And once you get that signal, you must act on that signal. Because that's the ticket for the next signal. Do you mm. follow me? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're listening. So, so. <laughs> it shows you're listening. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes I've called it act in an instant. That's a little too harsh. Maybe a better way to say it is, is act swiftly and flow. Because the act that you take is a declaration. You're believing that this is real, right? What I'm hearing, I mean, I know that I've experienced this. I know I, other people have experienced this, is that you may be getting this signal, but you, you then you're filtering it through, well, is this rational? Is this weird? Am I crazy? All of these things that start to happen. And then 
you ignore it or you don't think it's rational. And so then you've ignored it and you've, you've suppressed it. And then it kind of goes down further and further. And I, and then I don't know, does the signal become lessened then? Maybe you're, if you're not listening to it, I always say it's like putting a chair up against the door and somebody's pounding on the door trying to tell you something, but you've got a chair there. So you're not receiving it. I don't know. Is that what happens or? I mean, I couldn't say it any better. This is, this is critically important. The part you're, you're mentioning. Yeah. And. There's a little element of this that you said that I want to emphasize because you've got to train yourself for the awareness enough to receive the signal that is the first impulse. Because if you don't recognize that first impulse, your rational mind will take over and change it. Right. Because it may seem so unreal or outlandish, but you've got to listen to the first perception, the first flash that comes into your mind, and act on that, not on your re-rationalization of it, because that's death. Right. Screw it up. Well, that's where I, that's what happens to me. And I'm sure it happens to a lot of people is then, oh, well, this isn't practical, or that's crazy, or whatever happens, you filter through all these filters, and then it becomes something else. Then it's not what you originally had intended. This is totally correct. Yeah. Yeah. So. But how do you know, and if you have some thoughts on this, but how do you know, because you're getting so many signals from the outside world, I'm thinking about, I have a client that I work with who is, he's he's quite a visionary. And he says, Mm -hmm. Joseph, he says exactly what you said. He said, I get signals. I don't know where they come from. They just come. Right? And he says, and people think he's crazy on some level. They're like, they think he's weird because, but he's very incredibly successful. And he's usually like, yes. here's the head of everybody else. Yes. He's already seen all these things, but yes. everybody around him are like, oh boy, there he goes again. And and so they don't, they don't see it. Um, so then he starts to doubt himself and say, well, you know, that maybe I should just like hang it up and this is crazy. <laughs> Um, so how do you know whether it's a signal or it's just your crazy idea? Well, all I can say is there's a rightness to it. it when you have these signals that, that they're truly from source, they're from the implicate order, there is a rightness to it that is completely different than everything else. Yeah. The rule is when you get that first signal, if there's doubt, my rule is when in doubt, don't. When in doubt, don't. You're messing something up. It's not a true signal from source. Because when this is a signal like your your client or your friend talks about the true eureka moment, there's a rightness to it and it's unmistakable. Right. So that's one thing. Another thing is many times your body actually moves before you recognize what's going on. This is what Bohm called soma significance, is that your body moves a certain way. And I'll give you just a brief example of this. One time I was listening to a lecture by a guy that was a senior officer at Shell in Houston, which is the North American subsidiary, you know, and a Royal Dutch show. And he was talking about the fact that he was getting ready to go off and join the scenario team in London for three years. 
And I was, this was way before I ever went to Shell or even thought about it. And it was years before. So I was late when he finished and I was running out the door because I had to chair a meeting and it was about 10 or 15 minutes away. And I was running out the door, but my body started going toward this guy, Norm Duncan. And I just let myself do it. And I just said, when I got there, Norm, I love your remarks. God, I wish I could do this. I would love to do what you're doing. And he said, well, thank you so much. Shook my hand. See you later, Joseph. We knew one another. I ran out the door. He was in London three years later, a member of the scenario team. And the chairman of the board sat down next to him at lunch. And they were talking about different things. And then he turned to Norm and said, Norm, you know, I'm thinking serious. This was such a big deal that the chairman always led the search for who was going to lead the team. He said, Norm, I'm thinking about bringing somebody in from completely outside of Shell to get a fresh perspective about how to lead scenarios. And Norm looked at him and said, well, you need to talk to Joseph Jaworski. How funny. Yeah. You see? He would have never known that had my body not led me over there. And I said that, which was completely contrary to what I first intended to do. So I'm just using that. And the the rest is history. I ended up one of five candidates and ended up with that job. But it was a life-changing experience for me. I'm just saying that there's different ways these signals show up. And uh, if that's helpful. It is totally helpful. And the other thing you're saying is that following it, and even if you're planting a seed is what I hear there too. And then that seed, you're not controlling that seed. It just starts to bloom by itself. Exactly. <laughs> I, exactly. I know that's exactly what happens. And it, and it, but you've got to trust that there's some, or as you say, there's some order to this, something, something's going to happen there. So yeah, no, that so, is. So that's, that's yeah. exactly correct. That's and, and so. Yeah, and so so the way to recognize this is, uh, you know, there's a sense of excitement. And this signal is received. I could give you story after story, but it's like a sense of excitement. It's almost like jumping up out of your chair or something. There's this rightness to it. Also, there's a boldness you feel. I mean, there's no fear. If this signal says do something and and this is what you've accepted, instead of being fearful of this, you know, there's a there's just no fear. It's like running toward the Waco tornado thing. I was jumping over live wires and stuff. It was just, there, so there's a boldness that occurs and there's, there's it's sort of an exhilaration that, that occurs with it. A, a conviction, a determination. D- does that help? Yeah. No, it does. It does. I think, yeah. again, you know, when we talk about accessing a source of deeper wisdom, you're, you're talking about a lot of different things of trusting and also yes. the signals that are there. What are the signals yes. that you need to trust? <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's, I think, what you just described. Is, and yeah, and exactly. don't let the doubt take away that little seed that's yeah. planted in your head. No, absolutely. Exactly. I, know I know, by the way, Joseph, I could talk to you probably for days because I, I'm just so fascinated by by this. This is such an area that's of interest to me and in the work that I do and the work I do with leaders. But I, I know that we're, you know, I'm cognizant of our time in this short time of yeah. podcast. So I'm going to just ask you one more question. I think we encompassed so much here. 
wish we could get so much deeper because this is deep stuff. It's not just, it's not the five tips. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's just take it big for a moment. And I think we touched on a lot of these things, but what do you think people should focus on if they want to be better human beings and better leaders? That's a great question. It's an important question. And um, so I, I mean, this may sound quite different, but for you, someone who's studied this, I would say focus on love. Love affects everything. Love affects physical reality. And once you are able to do this, you can radiate love and set a field like you talked about earlier. And the person that I first learned this from was Eric Fromm, who wrote The Art of Loving. This is one of my favorite books, and I reread it all the time. But he said that love is an art. It's an orientation of character. And the way to develop this is to focus on it and have it... uh, You talked about mastery earlier, you know, personal mastery. This is a way of creating personal mastery, which is to to focus on this, make it your supreme concern, and have discipline about it in, in terms of focusing and concentrate on it and have patience with yourself as you're as you're learning this. But one of my teachers from years and years ago through books is Telyard, they shut in, and he called love the most powerful force in the world. And uh, it can literally change the world. So that's that's my answer. I think that pretty much sums it all up. And that's pretty profound. And then look, sure know that we need that in this world right now. Because we need more of that right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, my wise person here today. I cannot tell you how much I feel enriched by your presence and by your words of wisdom. And I know the people listening today will just permeate the field, <laughs> your field that you've for us today. So thank you so much. It's been a real privilege to be here. And, and I mirror that back to you. I, I feel I've learned a lot from you today as well. And uh, I feel very connected to you and to the people who, who are listening here. Thanks for listening. And always remember this. Every single moment, you have a choice in what you say, what you do, and how you make people feel. Pause and make those choices wisely and intentionally. Because every single moment, Those choices are who you become as a leader. See you next time.